Well, aren't you a regular Nancy Drew? I learned that from the Nancy Drew detective. Okay, go. You think you can follow the clues and solve the case of the missing condiment, Nancy Drew? Because I've read every Nancy Drew mystery ever written. Nancy, please tell me you're joking. Wow, you suck at this Nancy Drew stuff. You should get a new hobby. My name is Carson Drew, and this is my assistant, Nancy. Nancy. Nancy Drew. It's curtains for you, Miss Drew. Drews. Hi, everyone. We're coming at you from Salem. We're actually <laughs> together right now recording. I was about to say live from Salem, but we're not. It's not live. This is a recording. Yeah. <laughs> this is a recording. But we're in Salem. We are in Salem right now. Yes. Right now. Right now. Right now we're in a hotel room in Salem. <laughs> but we've also been out and about in Salem. And it's been so much fun. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, but we're here at the Nancy Drew Haunted Salem Convention run by Nancy Drew Sleuths, uh, Jen Fisher. Um, thank you very much for hosting this event and for having us. It's been fantastic. We've gotten to meet so many people. Yes. I, <laughs> I did not expect, but we've met so many listeners. So thank you all so much for being here and coming up and saying hello. It's honestly just made me so happy yeah. to like know. <laughs> like it's it's so easy when you're like doing a podcast to just feel like I'm just talking to you and mm -hmm. you know, there's nothing that nobody else is listening to this. <laughs> but then like when you guys come out, you like came up to us in like the lobby and in the convention room and everything, and they're like, Oh my gosh, I listen. I'm like, What? What do you mean? And like it's, so it's just been it's just been truly just like a mind blowing experience. And oh, it's yeah. just yeah. It's so nice to know that y'all are out there listening and you're real people. You're really real. <laughs> Yes, and you're also nice for coming up and saying hello. So thank you for introducing yourselves because it was really exciting to get to meet everybody. Yeah, it was for sure. Um, okay, I mean, do you just want to talk about, I guess, what we've done so far? Yes, for so, our trip so far. We've said this in a previous episode, but each of these conventions are based off of specific Nancy Drew books or mysteries, TV show, whatever. So this is, as we've said, Midnight in Salem, The Invisible Intruder. Mystery of the Tolling Bell, and the CW Nancy Drew TV show. So we've kind of done activities sort of based on that, but mostly we've just been Salem tourists, Saleming. seeing all the like historical sites and everything. So yeah. that's been really fun. Yeah, so I moved to Vermont earlier in this year, um, and so Corey actually was able to come up to Vermont for just a little bit um, before... We came down here and we stopped in Woodstock, mm -hmm. uh, which is the town of six Paul Revere Bells, if you can believe it. Yes. Uh, we could really only go up to one and see one, which we did. We posted that on Instagram mm -hmm. if anybody <laughs> if anybody caught that. Um, yeah, it's a bell. Yeah. I mean, it was a cool looking old bell. Yeah. <laughs> but a bell all the same says Paul Revere on the side. I think we technically actually saw five of the six, right? Although right. most of them were like up in church up in, tower, so you can't like yeah. go up and see them up right. close. But right. we did get to see one like, you know, a couple inches away from it, which yes. is really cool. There's also a Paul Revere Bell in Salem. Yeah, which we didn't realize. We didn't even we made know a special that. trip just to go to see all the six Paul Revere Bells. 
um, which if you haven't listened to the Tolling Bell episode yet, go listen to that because the Paul Revere bells feature very heavily in that episode, or in that book. Yes, so. yes, that's why we, we went to go see that. Right. Because when we were reading that, we are like, that's a thing, Paul Revere bells? Like mm-hmm. that, that, those, that, did he, is that real? And yes, it is real. They really exist. And uh, they're out there, but I guess I'm, they must be way more common than like <laughs> yeah than what they make it seem like in the book because they make it seem like in the book that there's like one left in the world or something not, not right like that, that they're but... just like extreme like collectors mm-hmm. that, which I guess they are but like not you know not super super mm-hmm. rare but yeah no there's one um, let's see yeah it's on Essex Street oh that's right yeah yeah. And they're very large, um, much larger than the book portrays. Mm-hmm. Uh, the book, Nancy's able to just like reach out and hold it in her hands, but it's like maybe three foot tall, would you right. say? Maybe two oh, foot God, tall? Yeah. yeah, they're huge. So Got to weigh hundreds of pounds. Oh, I think the one that we got up close to, it said it weighed over a thousand. Oh, so yeah, yeah I believe yeah. that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Um, and then on Thursday, um, we went on a lovely little harbor cruise. Oh, that tour. was so nice. <laughs> um, it was very cute. Lots of stories about pirates. Mm-hmm. It was very fun. Um, got some fun pictures of us with some stuffed pirates. Mm-hmm. Um, got to have a spooky tarot reading, yeah. which was very fun. Saw like six lighthouses. That yeah. was very cool. Lots of lighthouses, mm-hmm. all the seagulls. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and then um, today, which is they were recording. Oh, wait, no. Um, yesterday we did was just a, it was just a free day in Salem, so that's when we went and read all the museums, and we saw the um, Proctor's Ledge, which is where um, the hangings took place during the witch trials. But then in the evening, the the planned activity for the convention was a ghost tour, so mm-hmm. we all got to go on the ghost tour. And it's yes. really fun, very fun. Proctor's Ledge, honestly, I was kind of shocked by how eerily similar it looked to the woods that you walk through in Midnight mm-hmm. in Salem. Yeah, the trees looked exactly. Yeah. And so I was like, wow, that is like spookily accurate. Mm-hmm. So props to the interactive for that, I guess, mm-hmm. at least. <laughs> of course, the memorial itself isn't in the game, but you can right. definitely get the same vibes from that area because it's just, there's like a little concrete uh, memorial mm-hmm. that's carved out in the ground. And then behind that is a bunch of trees, really mm-hmm. thick forest. So, yeah. Well, it's not a forest. I guess half of it's been like torn down for neighborhoods now, but yeah, <laughs> it's right behind a Walgreens. So yes, yeah, it's basically in their parking lot. Which yes, is kind of sad how yeah. things change like that. But. Salem is a weird town. Yeah, it's just it, there's so much like obviously it's been around for a long time, so there is just a lot of history and just the way that the town has like sprung up around it. It's kind of complicated. It kind Very of creates complicated. a lot of different layers to things mm-hmm. and kind of feels like all the stories get kind of jumbled together and nothing's really clear, which is really fascinating. Mm-hmm. Um, but honestly, kind of sad. It does feel like kind of like indistinct sometimes. Yeah. It's just an observation. <laughs> we were talking about this yesterday, but we, like I said, we went to a bunch of museums yesterday. We got a bunch of tours from a bunch of different people. Um, I felt like a lot of the information, not a lot of it, some of the information was contradictory mm-hmm. um, to like each other, the tour guys, some of the things that they were saying did not match up with mm-hmm. what I thought was the case. And then it definitely didn't match up with what we saw in the game in Midnight right. in Salem. So that was right. kind of like, all right, what is the truth kind mm-hmm. of thing. So. And it's hard to like when you're going on all these really touristy excursions, mm-hmm. it's like, what are they playing up right. to, for effect? And like, what's actually true? And of like, course. you know, they say things about like, person went and did this and I'm you know they thought this about it I'm like how do you know that right how do you where is the source I want to read it (laughs) Uh, but yeah 
And it's mostly details that were contradictory, exactly. not like people were, you know, yeah. telling completely different stories, but just some things that I was like, oh, I thought I learned that from the game. And then I heard like the same story told three different ways from three different tour guys. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, interesting. So. Yeah. Yeah. And then today uh, we were able to listen to a bunch of really great speakers this morning. Oh, yes, okay, let me good. just get the program out here so that we Perfect. can get everybody's names. Yeah, Jen gave a talk, Jen Fisher, about um, kind of like her Nancy Drew story, her collections mm-hmm. and all of that. And she gave a really interesting talk about um, a bit of a, a ghost story for, mm-hmm. the, for the spooky Salem vibes. But apparently Mildred Wirt Benson haunts the Toledo Blade office building? Mm-hmm. <laughs> what? I need to hear more about this because mm. apparently Harriet Stratemeyer Adams also haunts her, yeah, her former home or her a place that she on the second floor, right, right, that she lived or something, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so funny. Uh, but were they real in Nancy Drew? No. 
in this particular ghost story, one of the ghosts was real, intriguingly, but uh, I had to check this out, of course. <laughs> so I became Jen Fisher Nancy Ghost Hunter um, for a brief time. <laughs> Maybe I still will be, I don't know. But on our way to Cooperstown, uh, Gina, Mary, Kelly, and I drove to Cooperstown. So we started in Columbus, where Mary lived, and we drove up to Toledo and met uh, the reporter and met the ghost hunting guy that came with all his equipment. The security guard couldn't be there, but we met them just to see what was going on. I had never been in the Toledo Times building, so I was very excited to get to see that, where she had worked so many years, and that's the building. And this is us up in the building that night. Uh, the middle woman is Nancy Eames, uh, Director for Children's Services at the Toledo Public Library. She was really intrigued by this, so we invited her along. <laughs> um, and that was us in there that night. And this is the ghost hunter was setting up some of his equipment. Um, we rent a room, and the building is just, it's used for storage, but some of these upper floors are just crumbling, it's like blue and crumbling, you know, wall. There's walls crumbling, corners crumbling. Uh, it was very interesting to see, and then it got night, I will spook here pretty quickly at night. And so he had us asking questions, he made recordings to see if we played them back, something in the background. Um, he had a meter that was sort of blink and go off at different times. Um, we did this in several rooms. And then she wrote an article about our visit. Um, that we're following the clues to the author's old haunt. Um, did we see Millie? Was she floating down the hall? No. Um, he had us kind of address her and talk to her just to see if this ED meter might pick up some something. And there were some times the lights blinked and did some different things, um, but we don't know exactly. And then when he, he recorded some things and when played back, it sounded like someone said, what was it, thank you, or thank you, or something like that, but we're not, it didn't sound like a man, a woman, yeah. So maybe Henry the Press was in there, I don't know. <laughs> so anyhow, uh, we're not sure, but it was very interesting just to see what this was about, feel it out. Um, and I can't really say for sure. I've spoken to the security guard since then, and he pulled out his pendulum while I was talking to him on the phone and said, why don't you give questions and we'll see what she says. So I did some questions, but I also have a skeptical side, so I asked some tricky questions to see how this being or whatever might answer some of these questions, try to trip them up, kind of like Nancy Drew might do. <laughs> um, and so I was still unsure. Um, there were some strange answers in the yes or no realm, but, um, but then the plot thickens. <laughs> so, for those of you that don't know, when we were in uh, New Jersey area in 2015, we were doing Stratemeyer historical stuff, and there's Harriet um, back in the day, and her farm in Calafon is called Birdhaven Farm. She wrote or outlined a lot of Nancy Drews there, and loved this farm, held parties there, it's just a beautiful place. Um, we went in 2015, and the owners let us come in giant bus. All of us went in there and got to tour the place and the old house that she had stayed in. This is her in the later years with one of her dogs. Um, there was an article about this place I kind of uncovered when I was trying to find the owners so we could go visit. And in this article, um, specifically, oh yeah, the woman that is, whose husband also owns it with her, um, said, her ghost haunts the second floor. 
Um, and so I thought, really? <laughs> so I've been through this with Millie before with this Harriet. Um, they think Harriet's ghost haunts the farmhouse. They had a psychic out who felt her presence. The owners have felt her presence. I think some things have moved, um, and they get a sense of different things when they're up in the second floor where her writing uh, desk was. I don't know. Um, when we were there, again, we did not see Harriet anywhere. I didn't really sense anything. Maybe I'm just not open to that. I don't know. Um, but it's very intriguing to wrap this up. It's very intriguing that two of the most prolific ghostwriters for the class of Nancy Drew books are now thought to be ghosts. <laughs> and maybe they're revisiting their old haunts. I don't know. I can't say for sure. But I thought that was fun and intriguing. You might appreciate learning about all of that today. Um, and then we heard from Ruth Sanderson, who is, of course, the famous Nancy Drew illustrator. Um, from the 80s. Yes. She did, what, 57 through through 72, okay. I believe. Yeah. Um, and she's so lovely and so sweet and has such an interesting uh, background of uh, her art and her the stories of how she actually started illustrating Nancy Drew. Mm -hmm. That was really fun to listen to. Um, we got her to sign books too. Yes, we yes. were able to get some some signed books from her, and she had all her art displayed, and it's just gorgeous. And it's so funny. I was telling Corey this earlier. I don't think we talked about it on the podcast mm -mm. when I told you. No, I don't think so. But I realized when I was looking up which books of hers I had that I could bring for her to sign. I realized that she had illustrated, wrote and illustrated one of my favorite childhood books called Rose Red and Snow White. Mm -hmm. um, and I was like, absolutely. I, I was in love with that book because it reminded me of me and my sister. Mm -hmm. And so I, but I was so little. And that was like, I mean, I, I don't even think I had read Nancy Drew at oh, that okay. point. I was so little. I was like maybe like six years old. Oh, um, and so I, I, Nancy Drew has just kind of been a part of my life for longer than I even realized. Mm -hmm. um, which is very cool. That's awesome. Yeah. And she was so sweet. She, she, she was. wanted to talk to you about that and yeah. then was nice enough to take a picture with us. And, Told me yeah. where I can maybe get a signed copy of that book. Oh, yeah. Had it down and, <laughs> and have it because I don't have my copy from when I was little anymore. Um, so that's really nice. So how, how this worked, um, this was, you know, they were continuing the series at this point, and they wanted these books to come out really quickly, and these were the very first paperbacks of Nancy Drew. They had only been in, the, in hardcovers, and this was at the time when, they, when bookstores were um, starting to realize that, oh, there might be a market for children's books, um, for paperbacks, so this, these are, are the very first paperbacks um, ever done. Of, of Nancy Drew, um, and this was the and, and it's the, the originals over there. So this was a trial cover that I did. I found a model at a local high school um, that I thought was pretty good, and the, the publisher was not completely happy with it, and I, I was not either. I, I felt like she. She didn't quite capture the spirit of Nancy. She wasn't. She wasn't in charge. <laughs> she was, you know, a little tender. So then I found Lisa, who just had a great attitude. Um, 
I can't remember if it was the same high school or different high school. She will tell you um, because I think she probably has a better memory of, of uh, the event, like, perhaps, or how I found her exactly. Uh, but obviously, contacted her parents through the principal and etc. Uh, and then and she posed, and she was she. I thought she was really just perfect pregnancy. <coughs> Here are a couple of um, here's a, a photo of a group of friends. Um, ooh, Anna, are is, is, is this you? This is you. So Anna, the model, is the, the blonde on the left. Do you want to stand up for a minute? Do we have another <laughs> model? So Anna poses best. Uh, for two books? Yes. For two books. For this one and Flying Saucer. Is Flying Saucer next? Next. Okay. I should know the order of these. Um, so here's the, the photo reference. So I always do this. I, um, whatever book I do, because I'm a realist and I, and I like, um, all realistically, I like to, if possible, um, you know, if it's an interior, sometimes I'll set up um, lights to, to light the, um, the characters. You know, so the folds are folds. Uh, of clothing are much more interesting when there's a light source as opposed to flat lighting. The same with like portraits. Uh, if you take a portrait with a flash photography with flash, you know, it sort of lights the face kind of uh, flatly and it's harder to draw. So I like always having a source of light on my, my figures. <laughs> this one was fun. <laughs> so at home, um, I prepared this and punched a hole through an old canvas um, and Nancy had um, Lisa Pose. <laughs> this is great. This is what I think maybe one of my favorite Nancy illustrations ever. Which the original do you have did you bring it Jim? Not this one. Okay. Jim Jim um, owns the original of this one. Um, but again, even when she's running, she's in charge. You know, she's just <laughs> determined, and uh, she just has the personality to, to be a great woman. See? <clears throat> and one of the, the thrills of my early career, and I would have had a lot more fun at this event. This was um, the 50th um, anniversary of Nancy Drew in New York at this amazing brownstone, three-story brownstone mansion. Uh, and there was a red roadster cake that was about, I don't know, my memory is like makes it 15 feet long, but <laughs> it wasn't that long. And they had, um, kind of like this, they had like a, a mystery that you had to solve, clues and whatever. But um, unfortunately, I, I, well, good things happened and bad things. The bad things was um, I was pregnant with my first child and I was not feeling that well so I didn't stay very long and you know I wish I had felt better I wish I had taken a camera and but I was just I wanted to go to this so badly and I just you know was early in my pregnancy and you know had, yeah so, <laughs> so when when I first arrived on the elevator was Harriet Adams we went up 
stairs on the elevator together. And in my in my hand, I had the brand new hardcover um, of the Triple Hoax, and I asked her to sign it. So this is one of my prized possessions. Best wishes to Ruth Sanderson, Carolyn Keene, Harriet Adams. I love your illustrations. How awesome, How awesome is that? And there she is. So I did get to meet her. You know, we didn't get the photo op because people didn't carry digital, you know, no digital phones, and my camera weighed like five pounds, and I didn't have it. Didn't bring it with me. But I have the memory, and I have the photo. So that was really special. And yeah, and then we heard from Lisa. Oh no! For that first, we heard from Taylor, mm-hmm. um, who's Indy. Indy, the intern with her interactive. Um, that's her real name, I guess, is Taylor. Um, she had a little trivia game for us about like Midnight in Salem and about the nature of your PC games, um, and that was really fun. And mm-hmm. then we got to see the the trailer for not the trailer, the teaser for yeah. Mystery of the Seven Keys, which is has been on YouTube for a while now. Yeah. So so no new developments that were announced at the convention mm-hmm. or anything like that. Because we got some questions right in the trivia game, we got some game codes yes. for um, Clue of the Seven Keys, which... Mystery. Sorry, Mystery of the Seven Keys, um, which, whenever it comes out. Yeah, so, so we're both going to get a copy of that. Which very is exciting. exciting, yeah. <laughs> which um, we were going to play it anyway, so that works out pretty well. Yeah. No news on any release date or anything like that, unfortunately. Oh, no, I doubt she would would have been allowed to no, say anything. I just want to <laughs> clarify for everyone that we have no insider knowledge. It's not that kind of talk. Um, but um, still very cool to get to see her and meet her in person. Mm-hmm. Um, hear about how long she's been working for her interactive and um, kind of her story of how, you know, she started with Nancy Drew. And so, yeah. And she was so nice as well when we met her. She had made, handmade last night, um, some like bracelets, themed bracelets mm-hmm. based off of the games and the, the show and everything. And she actually gave us some, which yes. was so sweet of her. So thank you, Andy. Yes, it's so cool. I'm so excited about it. It's so cute. Mine says hint. Yes, <laughs> mine's um, Curse of Blackmore Manor. It made me want to like make bracelets so I can trade them. I know, yeah. yeah. <laughs> feels appropriate. Definitely feels like the right vibe yeah. for that, for this kind of setting. My name is Taylor, and I work at Her Interactive, or some people know this as Nancy Drew Games. So for over 27 years, the Nancy Drew Games franchise has won over 30 consecutive Parents' Choice Awards, and has sold more games than Harry Potter, Mist, and Tomb Raider. And in these games, you become Nancy Drew's eyes in order to solve the mystery. So I actually started out as an intern, back in, I think, 2016 and 2017. Uh, That was something that when I was in high school, I started watching the YouTube series from the current interns, and I remember thinking, I want to do that one day. And so I spent a lot of my college time kind of building a portfolio specifically to one day become one of uh, Her Interactive's interns. And so I did that for a few years, uh, and then, I came back to Her Interactive in 2020, 
And now I work for them part-time, mainly doing a lot of puzzles. So if you follow or interactive on any of the social media, I do lots of puzzles, weekend puzzles that hit at some of the new games, as well as uh, the some of the games that we're working on because we are constantly in development. I've gotten to do a lot with the brand and story development, which is really exciting. But who here has played one of our games? Raise your hand. Oh, so quite a few. Okay. Uh, with over 33 Nancy Drew computer games, our players, as Nancy, they have traveled to places like Egypt to find a tomb of a lost queen, to a prestigious all-girls boarding school to unmask an academic saboteur that goes by the black cat, and most frequently to Salem, Massachusetts, where she finds Salem's dark history is coming back to life. Uh, and then we got to hear from Lisa Tharp, who I didn't even realize that she was going to be here today. Right. Um, that she was a Nancy Drew model for Ruth Sanderson when she was illustrating um, some of the earlier, I think the earlier one. Um, yes. Yeah. Uh, of the ones that she had illustrated. And so that was so cool. Yeah. Um, it's so funny because we saw, obviously saw her right next to her picture mm -hmm. in the cover or whatever. And she still looks so much like how I would imagine Nancy to oh, look. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Um, and so that was super, super cool. Unfortunately, we couldn't get her to sign any books. We had to go kind of quickly. But Yeah. Um, no, but, we didn't actually get to talk to her, which was unfortunate. But yeah. her story was great. We got mm -hmm. She had like the actual photographs that they'd taken of yes. her in Nancy's pose and yeah. they had that next to what the, the final image was. And it, like, I don't know, she Ruth just captured her likeness so well. And mm -hmm. she just, yeah, it's great. And it's just really interesting too, to hear how like someone who's maybe not like, you know, a hardcore Nancy Drew fan, yeah. <laughs> like we are, still has like the broad strokes of mm -hmm. like, just like the effect of Nancy and to kind of hear how like her life was shaped and changed based on like ideas of like feminism and you know being independent and stuff like that was really really awesome anyway as i was thinking ahead looking forward to this convention i couldn't help but think about how sometimes seemingly small random moments can lead to very big changes in our lives. And one such moment happened to me 45, yes, 45 years ago. <laughs> I was 16, and I had just transferred into the local high school. I had been hiding out at the all-girls Catholic high school three towns away. Mm -hmm because at age 12, I had been diagnosed with scoliosis, which maybe some of you are familiar with curvature of the spine, and I was wearing a back brace for 23 hours a day. So I figured, what better place to hide away than in a convent-like school? <laughs> but I finally got the courage to make the transfer, wearing, so I'm the new kid, wearing the brace, and I'm a total bookworm. This was my high school. <laughs> Now to that moment. I was taking a math test, and our principal, Principal Elise, was out in the hallway. And I could have sworn he kept looking at me. 
and I'm thinking, I am such a good English shoes, am I in trouble for something? <laughs> but he was also standing there with a young woman who I did not recognize at the time. And when I finished my test, he motioned me out into the hall. Lisa, meet artist Ruth Sanderson. She has just landed the Simon & Schuster contract to illustrate new Nancy Drew book series. I thought to myself, wow, she does not look any older than me. I don't know how she pulled this off. <laughs> she quietly shook my hand and then asked, can you ride a horse? <laughs> no surprise. Uh, and as fate would have it, I was able to say, actually, yes, I've been riding for years down at my aunt's farm. So next thing I knew, photo shoots were scheduled at the stables, at my house, out doors, and Ruth had given me a list of characters to go and recruit classmates that fit these descriptions. Now again, reminder, new girl, back grade. <laughs> so here uh, is one of the star football players, Mark Rivers as Ned. And then we also have, we have above behind him, Wayne Burt is Danny Sullivan. We have Dave, played by Jay Williams. George and the dark hair, Leslie Gross, and we've all met my really good friend, Anna Zapala, Ringstone now, who played Bess. And she was my one real best friend at high school, so I was thrilled that she fit, that she fit this description. And she is actually here with her two grown daughters, which is very special. I had not seen these actual photos for years. Jim actually shared them with me, and then uh, Ruth, but I was amazed when I eventually saw the inside illustrations and how accurate Ruth was in her illustrations. So here Nancy is packing, getting ready for a trip to New York City to help Aunt Eloise's friend, Mrs. Richards, who's been swindled in a vacation scam. But, but all of that aside, the picture up behind Hannah's head there is a replica of a painting my mother did and was actually hanging on the bedroom wall. That's how thorough Ruth was. And then tonight, obviously we haven't gone yet, but tonight is the big closing event, which is the mystery dinner, which mm -hmm. we're all going to like dress up. And um, I think we're just going to solve a mystery while we have dinner. So yes. that's, I mean, obviously the concept is very straightforward, <laughs> but we'll have to see how it plays out and what the mystery is going to be uh, and all that. Um, so we'll definitely follow up. Yeah. I love a murder mystery dinner. Oh, yes. I, so I told you this earlier today, Corey, I have never like been able to like participate in one as like a like, oh yeah <laughs> well except for like when I was really little and we had that um we, my birthday party mm -hmm. was the miss that was probably the last one that I ever did um because I've always been the one who's been like planning it planning <laughs> it and leading it so I'm so excited <laughs> that was the picture that I posted on Instagram yes. earlier this year of a little baby us and it's it so was. so blurry but that was that murder mystery party it was so, it yeah I believe so was that not the one that the movie star one that I had with Legolas and Wait, what, what was your birthday party in fifth grade? Was it the murder mystery or was I it? think fifth was the murder mystery and I think sixth grade was the Hollywood 
Yes, one. and we watched um, Pirates of the Caribbean. Pirates of the Caribbean. Yes, I remember that. Well, oh, anyway. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> the Pirates of the Caribbean aside, we've been having a great time. Yeah, so we love mystery, di- mystery dinners. And- <laughs> Long history of them. Murder mystery party. So I don't know if it'll be a murder mystery or if it's going to be like based off of an antique, mm-hmm. but we'll find out. Yeah. So we'll find out and we'll report back. Uh, we'll record after. I'm not sure when, but we'll record at some point afterwards and give you the scoop. Yes. All the hot goss. Um, solve the mystery for you and let you know who did it. Mm-hmm. Was it the butler? Was it me? Nope, you no, know, no promises. So hopefully it's not you. Hopefully it might be. We just don't. Know There's that. nothing We're more than I love it. being a murderer. Yeah, I mean, in <laughs> the like culprit. in the culprit. And yeah, not yeah. I'm not a murderer. I have not committed any crimes <laughs> in fake role playing like mystery games. Right. I love being the villain. So if if I have the opportunity, I, I will relish it. Very nice. <laughs> Well, I'm trying to think if there's anything else that I've forgotten to mention so far. Yeah. Um, there were some other activities that we did not get to attend right. just because, like, for when our travel was mm-hmm. and when we were driving in, we just happened to miss those events. I knew that they um, took a big bus up to uh, Maine, mm-hmm. right, and, like, did, like, a whole scavenger hunt around um, that was, like, themed after Invisible Intruder and the CW yeah. show, so... Um, hopefully, if, if if you're listening to this and you were at the convention, hopefully you had a good time. But yeah, let um, us know what you guys did. I saw that there was like a photo contest of like yeah. kind of like scavenger hunt, like going around taking pictures of stuff in a, a gun quit. I, I believe, yeah. Um, which is fun. So if you have those pictures, share those with yeah. us. I want to see it. What you did? Um, yeah, and then there was the meet and greet, of course, that we missed as well. Yeah, that was like early, early on. That was um, yeah, I think on Wednesday. So yeah. So if you guys were there and we missed you, sorry. If you are coming to the mystery dinner, or I guess, never mind. I wanted to say, if you're coming to the mystery dinner, come find us. But you're not going to know about this until uh, later because this Mm -hmm. is not coming out for another few weeks. But um, but oh well. (laughs) But overall, I mean, this is, um, I don't know if we said this is our first time ever coming to Mm -hmm. one of these conventions. Um, It's been great. Definitely recommend to anyone who'd want to attend and Hopefully we'll be able to do this sometime again in the future. I don't know what the the next one is going to be, but hopefully we'll be able to to make that happen. Yeah, I've just been really energized getting to meet everyone, and oh, it's yeah. been so like just yeah, so much fun. And I think it's definitely made me want to come to more. Yeah, I, guess I, I honestly was a little concerned. Uh, coming, not gonna lie, <laughs> for the Drews, I was trepidatious coming because. I don't know, you know, sometimes when you're meeting new people, it can be hard, it can be scary. I'm thinking like, oh, are, you know, are they going to like me? <laughs> are they going to think I'm weird? Um, but I think in general, everybody's been so welcoming, oh, yeah. so sweet, so kind. Um, and so, yeah, I would definitely encourage y'all and, you know, hopefully we'll get to, like you said, come to more and we can meet more of you and um, do more cool things in different places. I know on Jen's website, there's like a, a list of all like the future concepts um, of yeah. like what future ones could be. And there is a cruise. <laughs> yes, I believe it's going to follow like Mildred Wirt Benson's adventure path that she did later yeah. in life, like around Central America, which sounds amazing. That so. would be <laughs> so much fun. Right. Um, and so, I mean, like there's would be nothing more fun to me than being on a cruise with a bunch of fans and going on adventures in Panama or wherever, mm-hmm. wherever, like, huh? I think I hear, I think one of the biggest things that I hear from a lot of Nancy Drew fans is that they kind of feel 
I don't want to say isolated, but just that they don't really know a lot of other mm-hmm. Nancy Drew fans in real life. And so I think that this is a really great um, reason to all come together because so many people come just for that sense of community. Mm-hmm. So it's really wonderful to just be able to connect with other people. Maybe they are perfect strangers, but yeah. you already have a lot to talk about when you meet each other because you're both yeah. such great fans. So yeah. it's really wonderful in that sense. And there's not even, you know, once you meet people, there's not even that yeah. worry of, will they no. like me? It's like, we're already talking we're about just what our favorite names yeah. are. And like, <laughs> we skip over the weird part and everybody's just like already excited to be together. So mm-hmm. it's really cool got a great sense of community yeah so. and it's so cool to hear like what everybody else like does with their like nancy drew interest, oh, yeah. you know like just you know gate if it's games or the books or they make crafts or they illustrate you know do all kinds of illustrations or they collect or whatever it's like everybody has like their own nancy drew thing that they're you know passionate mm-hmm. about and so it's just, it's just so much fun Y'all have inspired me, like talking to so many mm-hmm. people today and about their, you know, their specific interests within Nancy Drew. It's like, I'm doing this. I'm working on that. Oh my gosh. I want to, yeah. you know, I want to learn more about that. I want to watch it when uh-huh. you, when you have that posted or whatever. Yeah. So yeah, it's yeah. Really cool. Yeah. It's very energizing. Yes. To be amongst all of you. <laughs> so more of that, please. <laughs> yes. We even met a wonderful woman who said that she is currently working on a documentary about yes. Nancy Drew. I don't know that she has like a specific like timeline or even a title for the project in mind yet, but uh, be on the lookout for that because she has some really incredible plans for it mm-hmm. from, from what it sounds like. Yeah. So. And there are a couple authors here as well yes. selling their books, mm-hmm. talking about how they were inspired to write their mystery books from Nancy Drew. Oh, yeah. uh, and so that is so super cool too. I bought I one. I'm going to read it. Yeah. Where is the book? Hold on. So the book that I bought is called The Last Note from Zeta Alfaro. I hope mm-hmm. I'm pronouncing your name right, Zeta. It's maybe but um and it's a cozy mystery she told me that she started reading cozy mysteries a couple years ago um and she's a musician as well so she wrote like a a cozy um musician (laughs) inspired mystery she said her drummer was um like a police officer and so she was like using him as like a source for like writing material um and she's just talking about you know how um she loves Nancy Drew and how her sister, I think, kind of like really cheered her on to write this book, Aww. which is so super cool. But I'll just read a little snippet of the back here. It says, killer songs in a killer voice, but a killer at her gig. Vi has always found herself at the center of attention as the lead singer for one of Miami's top cover bands. But when she finds herself at the center of a murder investigation while performing at the Steel Horse Bar, the tune changes. That's so cute. Uh, so it's it's about uh, it seems like a you know strong female character is our lead. So it's very reminiscent of Nancy, and it looks really good. So I'm really excited to um, to read that, um, and maybe I'll write a little Patreon post about it oh, yeah. as a review. <laughs> It'll be good. It's a cool cover too. It's mm-hmm. like just like a silhouette of a singer, but then it's got palm trees and lots of colors and yeah. yeah it's a- it's like draws you in a little bit. So yeah. Also, Nancy Lauzon was there with her books, but unfortunately didn't get to talk to her. Yeah. Never got a chance. I got waylaid one too many times as I was walking around. That's okay. Yeah. There's a lot more people there than I had uh, kind of envisioned, I guess. Yeah. It was like 150 people, yeah. which is a good number. So. Yeah. I think it's one of the larger ones, one of the largest, larger Nancy Drew conventions mm-hmm. that Nancy, Nancy Drew Salutes has had. Um, and so that's really exciting that we're here. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> so. Salem was the perfect choice in, in location. I think it really so. was, yeah. really was. 
It's a fun town. Yes. Yeah. Is there anything else you want to say? Should we mention the specific places that we went to yesterday for our tours and sure. stuff? Okay. Yeah. Um, we went to the House of the Seven Gables. Yes. It's which my is, favorite stop. Of course, the Hathorne House. It looks identical. Uh-huh. Um, no arson, thankfully. Mm, Everything yep. was where Nothing it was supposed to down. be. Nothing burned down. Right. Obviously, the museum that is set up there has all the rooms recreated like oh, they yeah. would have been. Um, and so it's a it's a lovely little stop. Also, the gardens outside are just gorgeous. Also, the hidden staircase. Yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> yes, there's a hidden staircase. Yes. It's the coolest feature. So her interactive, why was that not in the game? Come on now. <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, yeah, it was fun in the attic. They had like a miniature model of it. And I was like, oh, my gosh, is yeah. Francis Tuttle's will in that mini model? I know, seriously. <laughs> Obviously. Don't let me at it. <laughs> demonstration purposes. But um, no, it was really cool. Um, Nathaniel Hawthorne's birthplace was like mm-hmm. moved onto the same site. So you can go and tour that as well. So yeah. you got the whole like, I don't yeah. know. But. Yeah. What else did we do? We, we went to the Salem the- Wax Museum. Oh, that's right. <laughs> I forgot. Oh. It was a little creepy. Oh, God, yes. Oh, my God. Um, but obviously some, some darker sides of the history there. It was mm-hmm. pretty dark. It was quite a way. We started off, we went. We, we did, like, our happy, like, woo, like, you know, let's get some drinks and sit on a boat. Right. A couple hours was our first thing that we did in Salem. And then we immediately went to the Wax Museum. And it was like a tone shift. Yeah. It's like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> It was, yeah, a little dark, very creepy. I did not like the wax statues. Mm-hmm. You know, honestly, I don't know that I have ever seen a wax statue that I've liked. Yeah. They all freak me out. It's the eyes, the yeah. soulless, lifeless eyes. Yeah. I don't like it. Um, well, and the, they're clearly, like, not custom made to be those right. people. It's like, this is a little girl, but it looks like a 40-year-old woman. Mm-hmm. And it's like, she's just, you know, they just position her away. Mm-hmm. It makes her look smaller in the background. No, that's creepy yeah it's weird it's creepy and i mean like i know i know the salem witch trials were a long long time ago so it's like obviously this is not recent history right or whatever but for something so traumatic and and awful Mm -hmm. it's like let's set up a a wax display of this girl being beaten Mm oh excellent I get it. I don't know. I get it. I mean, I know this is the history of the place. and This is why people come here. They come here to learn this stuff, to experience this stuff. But it's just such a weird vibe. Yeah. <laughs> we also went to the Witch History Museum, which is different yes. from the Salem Witch Museum. Yes. Um, but it is, it was also kind of creepy. It was like a, a guided tour mm-hmm. of, we would like walk through different sets that they had mm-hmm. set up. So like a set of like girls in the woods yes. practicing witchcraft and then a set of like... <laughs> Tichuba reading to um, right. what were their names like the Putnam girls or whatever yeah. and then um, like the, the trial itself like the courtroom and everything mm-hmm. and so those models were a little creepy yeah um, and then what did we do after that we did go see the um, the memorial for mm-hmm. the victims of the trials yes. which was really nice yeah um, and Proctor's Ledge which is right. separate so yeah tried to get into the graveyard never managed to actually make it there yes yeah it's <laughs> only open cemetery yeah it's only open during daylight hours and just with the timing of everything yeah. we're just trying to rush around yeah there's turning parking and you just couldn't get over there in time so no. we missed it but we did get to like walk around outside yes. of it so. yeah 
Um, what else did we see? We saw the Bewitch statue. Yes, that this was very cool. fun. Yes. We ate lunch right next to the Bewitch statue, mm-hmm. looking right out on it. Yeah. We saw somebody taking their wedding pictures at the Bewitch statue. That very sweet. <laughs> it was yeah. very cute. Um, we went to the witch house. Unfortunately, the tours were completely sold out already before we even got to Salem. So we didn't actually get to go inside, but we did get to, of course, take some pictures mm-hmm. outside of it. Um, the witch house, of course, is the, um, what was the judge's name? that lived Judge... Not Judge Corwin? Sewell. Judge Corwin, Corwin? lived there? Okay, yeah. Sheriff, or Sheriff. Sheriff, Sheriff Corwin. Corwin. I thought it was the judge. Corwin. Judge Corwin. So it was Judge Corwin that lived there. Um, and then we also saw the, what was the name of the house? The, the Hocus Pocus house. The, the Ropes Mansion. Ropes Mansion. Yes. yes. And the garden that was behind that, which uh-huh. is beautiful. So. Yes. Yeah. Saw Hardy Street. Oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> which is actually like on, or the, it's... The House of the Seven Gables has two streets that yeah. run parallel to uh-huh. it, and Hardy Street is one of those streets. Yes. So, unfortunately, Drew Street was not the other street. No. Um, not Deirdre Street, unfortunately. You know, no, no other fun ones. And but. no run-ins with any Hardy Boys, unfortunately. Oh, darn it. Not a single one. Not a single one. What a shame. No Fenton. Where's my Fenton? We did see a Fenton Street, though, didn't we? Did we? We did. We saw Fenton Street when we first oh, got into town. I don't okay. think it's in Salem. I think it's in Peabody, which yeah. is the next door town. Yeah. Um, which is actually where the convention is being held. Right. So when we were trying to make our way to the hotel, I was like, oh my gosh, it's Fenton Street. <laughs> <laughs> where are you, Fenton? Yes. Or it might not even have been in Peabody. It might have been the town that we got to before we actually got here. Yeah. We sat in traffic for a good while before yeah. we could, could actually arrive. And that Massachusetts traffic, man. It's oh, no it's joke. no joke. Oh, man. Everybody was trying to kill us here. Every <laughs> turn we took, somebody was running a red light. Everybody's just so a... angry all the time. <laughs> I'm like, you guys. No offense to anyone who's from Massachusetts, <laughs> but... Mm. Well, and I've, I mean, I've done a significant amount of driving in the DFW area, which is like, aside from this, probably like, some of my worst driving experiences have yeah. been in DFW. Fair enough. Uh, I, I'd say it's, it's close, but I mm-hmm. think Massachusetts out, outranks really? DFW for angry drivers and scary drivers. The only thing I've seen worse is Houston. So Yes, and I refuse to drive in Houston. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I drove, yes. I'll drive through it, not driving around it. <laughs> Ooh, I don't even want to drive through Houston. That even sounds yeah. like a headache. But and if you stay on the highway, it it gets bumper to bumper. But at least mm-hmm. you don't have to like the side, the one way streets, man. Oh, the one way so streets. The you know just the things that go along with being anyway. a super old town from the 1600s. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's yeah. not exactly planned to be this populated ever. So. No. <laughs> um, what else do we do? I mean, the ghost tour, we saw a lot of the big famous sites just mm-hmm. from outside and heard some crazy stories from there about all the hauntings in Salem. Yeah. Oh, at the um, at the wax, not the wax museum, the witch museum. Mm-hmm. That's where um, our tour guide told us the story about <gasps> the curse yes. on the Salem sheriffs. Yes. Which is wild. Yes. Apparently, ever since, who was it? The guy who was crushed to death, right? Uh, yes, so it was Giles Corey. Yes. Um, he was the only one that was crushed in the mm-hmm. witch trials, but he, he did die. And as he was dying, he cursed the sheriff mm-hmm. who was, you know, crushing interrogating him. Interrogating him, interrogating him and, you know, suffocating him with rocks. And, yeah, so uh, he cursed the sheriff. Um, I don't remember what exactly he said, but the sheriff... Did he say, God will give you blood drink, or is that from that like, was Daniel Hawthorne? That was but, somebody else. It was from Nathaniel Hawthorne's book, but it wasn't about Giles Corey. Oh, so he's kind of the one. He testified against his wife. Oh. 
He said he believed Martha had bewitched him one afternoon when he attempted his prayers. He also claimed that animals on their farm had recently begun acting strangely in her presence. Well, it doesn't say what he said. It just says he cursed the town of Salem. He doesn't say specifically what it's all about. So he curses the sheriff, and then I think just a few years later, the sheriff ended up dying of a heart attack or something. Mm-hmm. I don't remember what exactly he said, but I feel like it was something heart-related mm-hmm. or something along those lines. I don't know. I can't remember specifically, but um, supposedly ever since then, this is what the tour guide at the Witch History Museum said, that everybody since then who's held that through office. The 90s, through, sorry, through the so, 90s. Sorry, through the 90s. Not... Um, have died or resigned due to heart-related issues. Uh-huh. Uh, but then our ghost tour guide said that one of them had to resign due to corruption. It was nothing to do with his health. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's, that's just one of the, like, contradictory things right. that I was talking about. So it's like, maybe, but then um, supposedly in the 90s it stopped because the sheriff's department actually moved their headquarters out of the actual city mm-hmm. limits of Salem or mm-hmm. something like that. It's just somewhere else in the county. Um, so ever since then, all the sheriffs have been healthy, supposedly. Huh. So... Very interesting. It is fascinating. Yes. Fascinating. Uh, love a concept of a curse. Yes. <laughs> interesting. Very cool. Um, yeah. Um, so we'll come back a little bit later with some more information, maybe about um, or how uh, the dinner tonight goes. Mm-hmm. We'll be back to talk about that. So, yeah. Okay. Um, it's two weeks later. <laughs> Is it two weeks? It's been about two weeks now. Yeah. Okay. No, it has been because we got back on Sunday. We did not get a chance to record after dinner, um, on the last day of the convention because we were exhausted. Yeah. Is that the word we want to use? <laughs> um, open bar. And, I mean, <laughs> just kidding. Yeah. Um, and... So here we are, and it just didn't happen until now because Corey got sick, yeah. unfortunately, <laughs> and was unwell for a little while. And so, um, yeah, we had to wait for you to feel better before we could record. But we're back. Yes. <laughs> we're here. And we're You're ready to better. talk about it. Much better. Okay. <laughs> um, okay, so I have to, like, remember, actually, um, you know, what... <laughs> <laughs> what we did um but dinner was great there was a lovely little buffet and then with some really good desserts mm-hmm. i do recall that yes <laughs> um i filled my dessert plate and then we had a little uh cute little nancy drew kind of table mystery for us to solve we were not successful <laughs> we did not win but we got very close i will say we were on the right track we had the right idea <gasps> just somebody else got there before us so we were close. I mean, I think that we understood, but we didn't realize the full parameters of the rules, maybe? We didn't know that we were allowed to, like, get up and, like, go to mm-hmm. other places. We thought we were just using the items that were on our table. There right. was a part that was, a, like, one item in the room was different, right. and you had to go find it, which we didn't realize. Yeah. So. We did not realize, no. But everything else, we were on the right track, I will say, so. Yeah. Do we want to read the little mystery thing? Yes, absolutely. Okay, so, yeah, when we sat down at the table on our on our place, place settings was a little piece of paper that kind of described the mystery and the mystery that we needed to solve. Um, do you want to read it or do you want me to read it? You can go for it. <laughs> okay. 
Um, it's Mayhem at Midnight in Salem, Escape Mystery. The old Hathorn house has a lot of secrets around Salem, going back to the Salem witch trials. Old man Hathorn, a sea captain and judge, was rumored to have murdered his first wife in order to steal her fortune, French heiress Odette Lamar. There's also some words in bold on here, and that's one of them. He convinced old Salem that she was a witch. She was convicted of her witchery and put to death. Among the hallowed halls of Hathorn House, her ghost moves about like an invisible intruder. Her ghost and ghosts of Hathorn's past haunt the family graveyard on the estate. Odette's ghost, the vengeful sea spirit, the Aglaika, is often seen along the shores of Salem, and her legend has lured many to their deaths. When people call upon her for favors, they have to pay her toll. Those who don't pay their toll get their souls taken and are lost forever to the depths of the sea. Mm. The latest owner of the old Hathorn house is Mr. Cranshaw, an eccentric old skull skeleton shell collector. His creepy butler, Jeffers, has invited you inside the home for a special dinner party where you might be what's for dinner. Blah! <laughs> Sorry. It literally says blah, ha, 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 ha. So I I had to read it like that. Thank you. Beware of Jeffers and the the gang of swindlers, including the Prizers and Madame Tarantella, for they're all on the loose and have been searching for the ruby necklace and jewels of Odette's, rumored to be worth a fortune. They're also ready to foil your night. Ghost hunter Olivia Ravencroft has interrupted the dinner. The Aglaika is nearby. Olivia's magic summoned the Aglaika to help her discover who is haunting Hathorn House, but she failed to pay the Aglaika's toll. You're all caught in the Aglaika's web of terror, and in order to survive the dinner, you must pay the toll and get rid of the Aglaika's hold on Salem once and for all. If you don't, you may be burned alive in Hathorn House and made to experience the dismal fate of Odette Lamar. Follow the clues in the mystery envelope and on your table, a series of puzzles and codes in order to figure out how many and which objects on your table you must put in the mysterious Dybbuk box to trap the Aglaika's spirit and save everyone. You'll need to know how many objects and which ones. You'll have to figure out the combination to the lock on the Dybbuk box so you can open it and place the correct objects as offerings inside. Then you must sing the sea shanty to Jen to seal your fate and save yourselves and win a prize. So, very cute. Yes. (laughs) Yes, props to Jen, because she did an amazing job with planning all this and setting up the mystery and everything. I thought it was really great. It went really well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And very cute how it combines all of the different kind of uh, references that the convention is about. You've got the CW show references in there, Midnight in Salem references, Invisible Intruder. The only thing there wasn't was... um, The Tolling Bell. There wasn't any tolling bell in there, was there? Mm. Um, But that kind of makes sense as that's more Maine and that was a day trip that wasn't like in Salem. So I get it. Um, But very spooky and very cute and fun little concept. Um, On the table, we had all the, these different objects, right? There was like a, there were some Iglaica skeletons. Yes. (laughs) Those were very funny. Yes. And those all got put in, in our gift bags too. So I have one around here somewhere. Um, oh yeah, I have mine like as Halloween decorations now. Yeah, <laughs> um, there was like a coin. Oh yeah, that little witch broom pen, very cute. Mm-hmm. Uh, so lots of like little little things. And so the goal was inside the envelope, we had some puzzles to solve that would tell us which objects we were supposed to to give and what the code to the box was. 
um, that we would have to go put them in. And then I don't know. I, the sea shanty part is still what trips me up because there was something in the box that was the sea shanty, but it wasn't clear that it was a sea shanty. And that's what you were supposed to sing. Mm-hmm. So I, yeah. So I think we were, we were struggling with like, <laughs> what is what here? What sing sea shanty do we sing? Can we just go up and sing like any sea shanty? Anything? No. Well, it, was, it ended up being the list of items was the sea shanty itself. Mm. So when you decoded mm-hmm. it, it ended up, it all rhymed. Um, so yeah. it's almost, maybe it's better we didn't win because that meant yeah. we didn't have to sing to everyone. Yeah. So <laughs> I think that's such, it's such a good idea to make the winners have to go up and do something that's maybe slightly embarrassing Yeah, because then everybody else doesn't feel quite so bad right. that they didn't win. And it's like entertaining, you know, mm-hmm. so, and then everybody gets to feel good because the winners obviously won and everybody else is like, oh, that's that's funny and that's nice. So I think that was a really great touch. <laughs> I think the um, the prize ended up being some Nancy Drew books. So yeah, appropriate. Yeah, I think it was, uh, was it all the books that the convention was kind of about? Is that what it was or was it? Um, I think she just had random oh, like just, stacks yeah. of Nancy Drew books and the winners got to pick whichever ones that's, they wanted. So oh, that's cool. Which is yeah. a nice prize. So it is a nice prize. Yeah. Well, we should also talk about the gift bags that we oh, got my too. Gosh. Did we talk about the gift bags? I don't think we did. Okay. They were so cute though. They, they were the, so cute. They had like a skeleton in there was one of the yeah. things that we got. They had like Halloween themed stuff. So there's like some like little witchy finger stuff and um, I forget what else is, but like Halloween, like knickknacky cute little toy things. Mm-hmm. And then some pins, but, like buttons for your mm-hmm. clothing or whatever right. that say Nancy Drew yes. on them. Um, there was magnets. a Nancy Drew convention magnet. Yes. Mm-hmm. That I cute. love that one. But then also we got a copy of Midnight in Salem, which is like, okay. Um, <laughs> but then we also got a new copy of the most recent uh, Nancy Drew diaries and Nancy Drew Hardy Boys the, the it's the Hardy Boys Adventures, oh. which is like the mm-hmm. companion series to the Diary series. So it's the most recent one in that series as well. The Smuggler's Legacy is the title. Yes, and the new Nancy Drew Diary got is Captain Stone's Revenge, which is set in Vermont. Can we just? Can we just? I'm so excited to read that one. Um, and then we also got a copy of um, what is the story of Nancy Drew? Um, which is a little, it's like a a children's version of like the history of Nancy Drew, which is very cute. Um, it's by Dana Meachin Rao, it looks like. Mm -hmm. And I love that cover. That's so cool. It's just an image of, for some reason, Nancy's head is like 10 times larger than the rest of her body, but (laughs) why that's the case. (laughs) The rest of it is just her investigating a little like crime scene here. We've got a bloody handprint. We've got a shoe on the floor, but then we have a little desk that has yellow spines stacked up on, on the top Mm -hmm. of the desk there. Um, the book itself is also illustrated. There are a ton of interior illustrations that are also very cute and very just like, um, just to feel like really nostalgic and, um, like, like, yeah, I don't know. It's been a long time, you know, since I've read a book that's, like, illustrated like that. I mean, yeah. of course, the Nancy Drew um, original, um, not the original text, the, the mystery stories do have some interior illustrations, but not as, like, this one has, like, an illustration on, like, every page. Mm-hmm. And the style of it is so cute and so nostalgic. So, I love it. It's great. So, really cool stuff. Really great 
I shudder to say it because I hate this word, but swag. Yeah. Pretty good gift bag. Yeah, absolutely. Good, great gift bag, fun time, fun dinner, fun all around. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I would definitely recommend anyone who is even slightly interested in one of these conventions, if you have the chance to go in the future, definitely go because it was amazing. Mm-hmm. It's also just fun to just like travel and get out and be able to like see a place through a lens of Nancy Drew. Cause I feel like a lot of times when, you know, I travel, I don't, I don't think that much about, <laughs> about sure. Nancy Drew, but to go to a place specifically because of its association with Nancy Drew is just so, it's just such a cool concept. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like, even if you're not super interested in like the convention aspect and, and all of that to go to a place and be able to be like, Oh, this was in the game or I, you know, this looks like this spot, this scene in that book, mm-hmm. or, um, you know, I am sitting at a cafe, which Nancy does in this, you know, like, yeah. it's just, it's just very fun. Mm-hmm. It's just very fun. Yeah. 10 out of 10. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, we don't normally, uh, or we would normally do a flashlight score at this point, but I don't know that, you know, there's anything. Five flashlights. Yeah. <laughs> it feels weird rating it, but yeah, five it flashlights. Does. It was a great experience. We, yeah, we haven't had any other uh, conventions to compare it to. So, but if we did, I don't know, five out of five flashlights. Yes. <laughs> Salem on its own was a great destination. Mm-hmm. 10 out of 10 vibes. So, yes, mm-hmm. definitely. Yes. Very fun. Okay. Is there anything else we want to talk about related to the convention? I think that's pretty much all that we've we've got for this one. Mm-hmm. Anything else yeah. you have? No, I don't. It's just, I think I said this before, but it was just so great getting to meet everyone and did to share um, and something we're all so passionate about. And so it was just really lovely and getting to remember like, oh, Nancy Drew isn't just about me sitting alone in my house (laughs) reading books or talking to you. It's like, it's just this much larger community, um, which is just, it's just a really great reminder it makes me feel really energized and um excited to do more nancy drew stuff yeah i'm already ready to go back so yeah (laughs) (laughs) i think the next one is going to be in sleepy hollow that's what jen's been saying exciting so that's very cool it's also a very big tourist spot um in new york so um I've never been there. Oh, me so neither. that would be yeah. fun if we could if we could manage to to get up there. That would be very fun. What is that one? Next year sometime, oh, presumably. Okay. I think around the same time, actually. I think probably Halloween-ish. Ooh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, well, next one. Yes. <laughs> oh my god. You guys. <laughs> I'm so excited. Mostly I'm excited because I've already read it and I'm ready to record it. So it is drum roll. Seekers can kill. <laughs> yes, the first Nancy Drew file. Yes. Mm-hmm. Not the PC game. Mm-hmm. So join us for the next one, y'all. We'll see you then. Thank you for listening to Regular Nancy Drew. Email us at regularnancydrew at gmail.com. If you like this episode, make sure to rate, review, and subscribe. You can also follow us on Instagram at regularnancydrew and Twitter at regularnd. You can also support us on Patreon. 
Patrons at the $3 level vote on upcoming episode topics and get exclusive access to our Scoop Sesh series. And all patrons receive early access to each episode as well as weekly bonus content. And to all you regular Drews out there, thanks for listening. listening.